everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, founder and chief growth officer of Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Krista Mobley of Interlift Organizing. So thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Casey. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am a grandmother now, so I have four grandchildren. I have three grown sons who were really wild and crazy, and that's why I learned to be a home organizer, trying to wrangle them in my house, and I live in the country now, and we're all pretty close by to each other, so we still have a pretty crazy active family life, which is a lot of fun. That's awesome. So the boys inspired you to organize, huh? They did. They did. I felt a lot of, I guess I put a lot of pressure on myself to be that perfect mom. And I just felt so much better when everything was organized, like my pantry, like all the stuff people do now about refilling containers. I was doing that back then because I just really wanted to have everything put together as much as possible because my sons would come in the door with all their friends and it was like, you know, wild animals that exploded in my kitchen. So I was always like, how can I make this better? And that's how I really learned to organize, just trying to wrangle my own family. Awesome. Awesome. So with wrangling in your own family, at what point did you start doing it for others? Like, did they see it and say, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Or how do you stay so organized? So how did it prompt your business? Well, what happened really is I discovered that I had some ADD tendencies, so I was easily distracted in my own environment. So when I was at work, I needed the space around me to be just completely like work-oriented, no distractions, so that then I could really focus. Mm-hmm. In my own home, it was easy to get distracted. There's always something in every room that's a to-do item. And it's hard to leave a room without doing something extra. And then you forget why you were there in the first place and yeah. time goes by. But at work, I could really control my environment because I had my own office. So it was always immaculate because then I could just go to work and I was so focused and I could get so much done where at home, it was really a struggle. And I just learned that if the environment around me was was totally supportive of what I was trying to accomplish, then I could be much more successful. And so my office was always just completely, you know, OCD put together. And I got a lot of recognition and promotions. I didn't even know how to do anything, but I was always getting these great new opportunities because I looked so, my office looked so put together. So nobody knew what was going on in my head, but they, they thought I had it going on at work. So it really, served me well in many ways. And then people would always be like, oh, you're so organized at work. Can you help me at home? Or I'm doing this project, or can you help me move? And then people would pay me on the side to help them out. And then I started doing that more and more and scaling back in my corporate life. And then one day somebody said to me, oh, you're a professional organizer. And I had never heard of it. Like nobody had heard of it. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh yeah, they're in they're in Manhattan and they're in California and, and that's what you do. And there was like one book out about it. Oh. And so I, I read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I do. People get paid to do this. This is the thing. <laughs> so then that's when I officially like started doing it like a maniac and getting paid for it more regularly. 
Awesome. So how long has that been now? About 25 years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, in a little while. Yeah. So with organizing, obviously that helps you thrive. So talk to me a little bit about what that word thrive means to you. To me, it is a very customizable word. So I think it has to have a whole paragraph behind it of what that means to particularly like my client. Because one client to thrive means that her space is completely OCD immaculate, like my office used to be. To another person, they want a cozy space with all their loved treasures around them, but they want to be able to see and access things. Maybe they, maybe a pile of books makes them feel at home in that like reading corner of their living room. So the first part of my job is to figure out what Thrive looks like to my client and then help design a plan to get their environment to match that, that vision. Absolutely. So it sounds like understanding them is a part of what also helps you thrive. So how does your environment have to be nowadays in order for you to feel like you're thriving? Pretty, pretty organized, <laughs> pretty organized. But, but the reason is because I like to do a lot in a day. I, I get up at four and I, I'm going and, and I want time to do everything in a day that is not possible to fit into a day, but I have a lot of energy and I want to keep having a lot of energy. So I don't want to constantly be looking for things or, you know, just wasting time. I want to do the fun stuff, get to the fun stuff. So if my environment is pretty clean and organized and not sterile, like a doctor's office, but just easy to navigate in then I can get so much more done that makes my life feel really fulfilling with things I love to do, not just things I should be doing. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so I was in a pretty long-term relationship and I used to have this horrible habit of leaving stuff on the counter or as he would say, not completing a task. And he's like, you waste so much time by just not doing it right then. And it took me forever to understand that. But like you, now that I get that and it's like, okay, let me put it back where it needs to go or what have you, or just complete the task. Then I have so much time to do things that I really enjoy, not just cleaning up. So I love that you yeah. brought that up. It's so important. So outside of just being organized and maximizing the time that you have, what are some other signs in your life that would indicate that you're thriving? I think just having the right structure in my day is really helpful. One thing that is essential for me is to put my to-do tasks on my calendar. Mm -hmm. Because if I just have an overwhelming list of to-dos, I will just go watch Netflix and procrastinate on all of them. Like I seriously will, or I'll, I'll read a book for like four hours and pretend I don't, I shouldn't be doing these other things and I'll just feel terrible about it. But if I take my to-do list and I'm like, okay, these are the, these are, this is my big list of stuff I would do if I was, you know, superwoman. And then there's the few things I'm actually able to really get done in a day. And if I schedule those, then, then I, I can really see how I have time for the stuff I need to do. And then I, I have the fun stuff. So the scheduling is really important just to help me, helping me kind of map out my day and figure out how I can fit all that stuff in and just have a, have a great, you know, every night fall asleep knowing that I had, I had the best day and be grateful for it. 
Yeah. So as an organizer, I have to ask, are you a paper calendar or a digital calendar person? I am totally a digital calendar. And the reason why is because I have terrible handwriting. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like as an organizer, I should have, you know, the round curly cue, like perfect, beautiful handwriting. And I don't at all. So I type everything. So I keep everything online so that it always looks perfect. I don't like my own handwriting. And but nothing wrong with that. We have to recognize our strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> so. yeah, awesome. So um, when you look at just you thriving, either personally or professionally, what are some obstacles that you've had to overcome to do so? Really, it's always the balance. I think women, we struggle with that more than anybody because no matter what you want to accomplish, if you focus on one thing, you are taking away time from all the other things and we can have a lot of things going on. So what I I try not to obsess about any one thing, like, you know, you get involved in that new thing and you just, you want to do the thing, you want to buy all the things you want to, you totally focus on it and talk about it all the time. And then it wears off. So I try to have balance and be really happy doing uh, a little bit of a lot of different things and not having to give up huge chunks of time to one thing at the detriment of other things that are also important. Okay. That makes complete sense. So what are some resources that you utilize to make sure that you're able to do that? So we talked about digital calendars. Mm -hmm. And I have calendars that I share with everybody else who needs to know what's going on. Like my boyfriend and I share our work calendars and our personal calendars. So we always know where each other, you know, what we have and and it's easy to sync up the things that we can do together and help each other with. And we have shared grocery lists and that, that are very, very helpful. Even like for Thanksgiving, we already have a shared list. Of what, <laughs> of what we're making for Thanksgiving. And then I can share that with the family. So we know what everybody's bringing, all that kind of stuff. So we use technology a lot to just share information and also to not lose things. So I don't, I try to be paperless because paper just gets lost. And like I said, I don't like to handwrite things down. Mm-hmm. So I use note-taking applications like Evernote and resources like that, just to keep it all digital and all online. So also wherever I am, I can access every piece of information about my life. Yeah, that's awesome. It's helpful. Yes, I know so many people like I'm a note taker actually on paper, which everyone is like, wait a second, like you do all your work online. Why do you do that? And for me, it's more of a way to capture it. But I end up, you know, housing everything online like you, you get you know, paper gets lost. Like the other day I wrote down a password. I'm like, oh my gosh, I threw away the paper and now I don't have the password. (laughs) So completely understand the significance with those things. So Evernote is uh, pretty awesome for anyone who hasn't used it. So, all right. So with and goodness gracious, I could just go in so many different directions with organizing because I feel like I'm kind of OCD in a way as well. Um, so given your resources and experience and all the different ways that you help clients, I mean, you're helping them on so many different levels, not just like with their physical space, but mentally and even emotionally and things of that nature. So talk to me a little bit about the legacy that you're creating for yourself and what does that mean to you? I just hope that everybody can 
that we can all share knowledge in a way that makes our lives better. Like I learned from every client I have and we mostly all become friends. And even years later, they'll text me like, look, I finally did that project. I told you I was going to do, or, you know, I'll be in their neighborhood and I'll call them and see if they want to have tea or something. So I feel like these relationships that I build are, are very long lasting because people let me inside their homes Mm-hmm. And I, and I try to really personalize all the solutions we come up with when they say something's not working. I really try to find answers that speak to somebody's like their, their dreams and their goals and their own ability to thrive. Mm-hmm. And if they can take that and run with it and it works for them, then that is so fulfilling for me to hear about. Like that's, yeah. that's what I'm all about. Cause I really think it does take a village to raise each of us. Even when we're adults, we still need our village <laughs> yes. to help us. And we can all be little parts in each other's village. Even if you're not family or friends, we all touch each other every day with what we're doing with our lives. And I think that when we put our hearts into it, that makes everybody so much better. Yeah. Now, do you find that you've started to work with like generations since you've been in the business so long? Yes. Yes. And that's really fun. I mean, now I'm helping my grandchildren get organized. And it's funny because I remember what I tried to do with my sons that did and didn't work. So now I've learned from that through all these years and working with people and their kids. So I'm, I'm much different with my grandchildren. Like I've learned that it's really about making it fun is the most important thing. And that works for any person. If what you're doing with them is fun for them, they will have such a good attitude that they'll really learn and grow from it much better. If you're like, okay, we have our goal and our objective and we're going to work together. We're going to do this. <laughs> and organizers, we can be like that because you know, we're OCD control freaks by nature. Like I think every organizer, we have that inside us. Otherwise we wouldn't do this for a living. So you kind of have to learn over time. You mellow as you get older, I think. And you learn that really having joy in the activity itself is more important than meeting your goal. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So what are some nuggets or what is one nugget that you would give someone who's really looking to thrive in their own life? I would say create sacred space for yourself and make that space a priority above everybody else's space, especially women. There'll be an immaculate house but the woman's like home office or arts and crafts room is where everybody dumps everything, Yeah, you know, and it's the last space that will get painted or new furniture or anything. And I think women just as part of self-care, like really every person should have a sacred space that is theirs that everybody else respects and doesn't mess with that has whatever they need to help them be their best self on a daily basis. I love if that's where they read or journal or do art or plant plants or whatever floats their boat. I think that is essential to have that own little space. Yeah. I love that. When you initially said it, it gave me goosebumps just because to me, it's like almost putting the space on a pedestal. Like this is like, you're honoring it and saying, you know, this is where I'm most productive and the best version of myself. I love that. Yeah. And if you respect a space, you keep it clean and organized. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And now I feel like this little stack of papers on my desk needs to go away. 
So thank you. <laughs> no pressure. I'm not going to come over and yell at you or anything. <laughs> you don't need to. I'll take care of it. <laughs> so is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that you haven't mentioned so far today? Um, no, I just think that like um, many people tell me they feel overwhelmed. Like that's a big word that I hear people feel overwhelmed about their clutter if they have clutter and they feel guilty about it. And I would just say since everybody that finds out what I do for a living says, oh, I, I could use you, I need you. Like it, it's a struggle. We all have, I call them pockets of resistance yeah. in our house. And I think the guilt is not helpful. Like just you, if you can put a pin in all that and be like, okay, this is how I feel right now. But as of tomorrow, I'm gonna give myself permission to have a fresh start. And I'm going to start doing one little thing different and I'm going to let go of the guilt from yesterday. And I'm just going to try a new thing tomorrow and, and just give yourself a chance to start over because it's really hard to make positive changes when you're coming from a place where you feel really bad about yourself for the way things are. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can so resonate with the overwhelm. Like I just recently moved and it's been like three months, but I'm still you know, trying to find those little spaces where I can organize them better. And it feels like a lot. So I literally had to like break it down and walk myself through it because otherwise I just wasn't doing anything. You know, it was like, I felt stuck because of the overwhelm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Just looking at that and thinking I, I need a fresh start and I'm going to give myself the grace to do that is really good. So thank you. Good. Yes. So anything else before we sign off today? No, I think that's, that's great. I hope that people got something out of this and got some little inspiration to go tidy up one little corner and feel good about it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, uh, where can our listeners find you online? They can go to my website, which is innerlift.com or they can email me at Krista at innerlift.com and I'd love to hear from them. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd also like to thank our music sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who produced the music for our podcast. So thank you again, Krista. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Casey. You're welcome.